had me sprinkled in the Presbyterian church as a baby. I wish you could have seen the pastor's face. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I was baptized, and I know it's just a symbol, but that was as real an experience to me, raising up to new life. It, it, was, it was more than a symbol to me. It was, it was a real thing. So the next part of the outline, he wanted to um, talk about struggles and victories, you know, and start thinking back over 52 years. And I, I was thinking all these things that were just random here and there. And I thought, well, I'll just think of calendar years. And there's one New Year's Eve, one December 31st, and really only one that I can remember thinking specifically, I am so glad that year is over. And it was 2001. Started right in with the year uh, January 2nd. Our daughter had a rather extensive spine surgery. you know, neck to bottom, whole spine. And one of the first things they had to do in that surgery is remove one of her ribs to grind up and use in her spine. And a little ways into the surgery, the doctor comes out. You know, when the nurse comes out to update you, that's okay. You don't want to see the doctor come out. And I can so relate to when Blake told the story of his brother's surgery, uh, the doctor came out and said, in removing the rib, they had nicked her lung and it had collapsed. And they had to put in a chest tube that she would have for a week or so. And I knew enough to know those things are not fun. So I really did not want or need a, a pretty waiting room prayer. And so straight to the bathroom I went. Um, it probably looked like I was going there for a breakdown, but I was going for a breakthrough. And it was, um, it was ugly cry time. <laughs> and it was, I needed one of those prayers that, that just sounds like groaning. And so I did. And she came through it beautifully. Um, came through the, the recovery beautifully. And then through the the year that we had family members who had hard times and had lost loved ones and it was just a kind of just a sad year and then 9-11 um, happened that year which is not part of my personal story but it was just a, a shocking sad time for our country we all know where we were when that happened and then um, I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> 38 days later, my father took his life. And um, that just sends life spinning into this whirlwind. And Craig is a rock. Um, his name actually means rock. But there are times when you just need the cornerstone. And, you know, I used to feel so sorry for people who were grieving when they couldn't sleep or eat. But when you're being sustained by the Lord 
fully sustained. The things of this world really aren't as needed. Um, food didn't hold anything for me. And when it came to sleep, uh, you know, there was so much to do every day. There was family to deal with. Um, we had two children who needed to get through this. My brother was single at the time, and I felt like I needed to take care of him. Just a lot of daily things that just get pushed. And um, But every night, I would lay down and say, I can't wait to sleep. And the Lord would say, house is quiet. It's you and me. So I went without sleep and didn't miss it. I didn't miss it because I was being fully sustained. And so we get through that, and sometime, that was October, sometime late November, I, I realized all of those nights were uh, cultivating the ground because there was some real plowing coming. I heard a, a deep teaching sermon on forgiveness, and I was stirred, and I said, no. No, no, and no. This is not stirring about forgiveness. Lord, you know we're years past that process. I have received forgiveness. I've given forgiveness. There's no one in chains of my making. Uh, all of that is, has been broken, and this stirring is not forgiveness. And he said, yes, but what are you holding? And I look, and... The last lock on all those chains is my clenched fist. And another church phrase you can hear is, just give it to the Lord. And that's good and that's true and that's a, a freeing thing. But we make it sound like a, an easy moment when it's really a hard process. So my process started. I'm carrying this stuff. So I say, Lord... This is mine to carry. This is my story. This is mine. No, it's not. But this is who I am. This is what has shaped me. No, it hasn't. But if not that, then where's my identity? It's in me. And the last stronghold is usually pride. And it's the hardest to let go. Lord, I'm strong. I've carried this. I can carry this. It's made me strong. No child, it hasn't. This is freedom. So I say all of that to say this. I can look forward and say with full confidence how great is his faithfulness because I can look back and see a mountain of evidence some things that you may think are small but I saw his hand fully in and some things so miraculous they still give me chills in the NIV Psalm 13 6 says I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. 
and that is true and he is good and he's nothing but good but that same verse in the King James paints more of a picture for me it says I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me I needed <clears throat> I need to be dealt with and all the stuff of life needs to be dealt with and he has dealt bountifully with me and he will use 